0: I've had
1: dogs. You have? Doggy chow. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love doggy chow.
0: I used to love doggy chow too. Had it
1: all. Hey, it's Che Diaz. Just kidding. It's Brett. This is another episode of Girl Blogger. And for the first time, I'm not alone. I'm with one of my very best friends, Connor Bowman. Say hi,
0: Connor. Hi. Connor, how do we know each other? How don't we know each other? <laughs> That's Shut <the> up. <laughs> um, we met at university. Uh huh, at uni. And.
1: I don't need Wi-Fi in this. But, yeah, so we were roommates at Fidum. if anyone isn't aware. We went to fashion school. But Connor didn't study fashion, actually. You did
0: graphic design. I did graphic design. How's that going for you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, um, I'm fuck. artificially intelligent. is Really? Oh
1: right, yeah. AI is really taking over. Oh yeah, sorry. The AC just came on. Do you, yeah. Yeah. The, probably turn that off. Turn it off. Um. Okay. So today you've probably seen the title. Doing something a little different. We're just we're just going over one thing again, except for it's very specific. We're just going to be recapping one episode of, and just like that, in anticipation of the second season coming out this week, and the episode we're recapping. Is really probably the only episode worth recapping, right? And Connor, what what's the title? Tragically hip. Tragically hip. I mean, this episode. So we're playing it right now, actually, just without sound, just to you know, really refresh our memories. To just <laughs> ourselves.
0: Even though we just watched it earlier today. Oh, God. I have to say, I so I watched it this. Watching it this morning was the first time I rewatched it since...
1: Since the first time you watched it? The original
0: it? airing. Wow. However, I mean, it's it's stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's you, it's, not... it, this is
1: a core memory. You can never forget this no. episode. No. It's, I mean, it's just so standout. Like, I honestly don't really remember... I mean, of course I remember the whole first season, but, like, this is the only episode I remember vividly, I'd say. Oh, what, yeah. What about you?
0: No, I mean, this is one of the most haunting episodes of television, mm-hmm. I think, in Harrow- my lifetime.
1: Ha- harrowing, but we had fun. We had fun. The end just like that experience. I mean, yeah, it was really dark. I remember, we'll, we'll get into it later. We'll bring up this text message exchange that me and Connor had about this episode, but you actually spoiler alerted this for me. No, Connor, I fully... Yeah, Connor spilled the beans on what happened, except I will say, even though but he spoiled... But you spoil- didn't believe it. Exactly. Even though he spoiled it for me... I could not comprehend that what he was telling me was true. So I'd say it was equally as shocking watching it as if I had never been told anything. Yeah. Like it was still just that traumatic. So yeah, so today we're recapping, not the full first season, just tragically hip, I've been just like that in, you know, I guess buckling up and bracing ourselves for this new second season coming out because I mean, so you watched the trailer for the second season, right? I think so. Like I, <laughs> I don't remember it. Well, but you, I'm sure you I must have. you saw it like on Instagram, probably. Yeah. Do you have any predictions? I mean, other aside from Samantha's return, which we know about.
0: We know Samantha's returning. She's going to return for thirty seconds. Like everyone's probably. acting like she's going to be a big part. She's not. We know. I know. Like I know anything. She's going to be in it for two minutes at the very end of the season. Uh huh. Um, what, what are your other
1: guesses? I well, mean, we think that we think that Brady and Lily might fuck, which could be just as traumatizing as what happened in Tragically Hit. Honestly. Oh, for sure. I Especially think... if they get graphic.
0: Well, I hope not. Oh god. <sighs> I think what I'm curious about from the last <clears throat> season is I remember there was discussion about Miranda and Steve, because part of what was so upsetting about watching the whole everything Miranda's doing in this first season. Mm-hmm. Is we're all rooting for Steve, and he's so lovable, and he has the best ass out of all the men. Oh, very um, good point. And they kept hinting. They're like, "Don't worry, like S- Steve will get like like he'll get, he'll get, Yeah, he'll get his he'll get
1: his moment in the he'll sun. He'll get
0: his moment, but it, it never happened in the first one. That's so actually I'm a good waiting for that.
1: Right. I feel like you could be right because they really they barely showed him in. The trailer, like, people were wondering if he was really even going to be in it. So, yeah, I think that the fact that he's in it and that, yeah, I think that's... I mean, we hope. We hope that Steve gets what he... Because, I mean... I'm team Steve. Yeah, like, justice for Steve, for sure. Justice for Steve. Yeah, gosh. Well, you know, we'll find out soon. All right, so how about we just get... Dive right into Tragically Hip. So, this uh, episode starts with a really kind of like a... Twilight Zone moment. It's in the entryway of Carrie's brownstone. She's with Seema. And it really confused me the first time I watched this because I was like, where the fuck is she? And it makes you realize they never showed her brownstone entryway in the entire Sex and the City series. Like, were you as confused by that, too? Or did you know exactly where they were when that when that started?
0: Well, no, it was weird because there's also that storyline in it where there's that, like, cool young girl that lives below her. Right. And I think... But, I mean, it's... So, so typical. I, like, it lent... it The whole original series lent itself to, like, the disillusionment of, like, a generation of people thinking that that was probably, like, Carrie's front door and she lived in this, like, <clears> house. Yeah. In Manhattan, when, like, really, no, it's, like, very much, like, there's people that live below her and above her and she has neighbors, like, in this little area. And they're, they're finally, like... Yeah, that actually about that, that is a very good series. take
1: because,
0: yeah, is like
1: I think just as a viewer, you probably we probably just imagine that because yeah, there was never a we never got to see into the you know the difference between the her area. yeah between her going into the building versus her just looking out that window like we never saw her yeah have any sort of exchange with neighbors or anything, but now she is.
0: And we learn it stinks. Sema walks in there and she's like, oh, I'll give you some diptyques to like fix this smell. So Uh, that's another like New York reality.
1: Yeah, She I'm doesn't so, live
0: there alone and it smells.
1: I'm so glad you clocked that because okay. I didn't realize that or remember that until I rewatched that today. And I was like, oh, yeah, Seema does not
0: approve. No, Seema was disgusted. Oh, <laughs> okay, like... so
1: Seema also doesn't approve. Carrie has, like, an old lady back, she says, as she's walking up the stairs. And Carrie seems, like, very surprisingly, like unaffected by this i mean i guess she's just so preoccupied with big's death that she doesn't give a fuck if her back hurts but seema's very uh concerned about carrie's back that she's only using like stick-on heating pads to fix it and of course seema has a a doctor friend in her back pocket i think it's like her cousin or something so she's like oh no carrie we have to schedule you this doctor point doctor appointment immediately with my uh cousin so yeah then they go to the doctor right
0: yeah and it was like comically fast like watching this rewatching this episode made me realize like the whiplash i had watching it the first time of just how like comically fast things are happening and then just like i feel like the theme of this episode is they're laying everything on so thick <laughs> like it's just really like i've it's yeah yeah
1: well it's just kind of funny like Obviously, it's for the sake of the episode and the storytelling, but, like, this whole hip storyline of hers, like, in reality, like, that would be over, like, the course of, like, a year for a person. Oh, right. You know, like... like a serious medical issue. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> you probably wouldn't get that doctor appointment with the specialist for, like... The same month, day. A, Like, a month. Yeah, <laughs> like, certainly not the same... Certainly not the same day. And then, the, yeah, I mean, whatever. But, yeah, so she's at the doctor, and they tell her it's not old lady back, it's, a uh, congenital birth defect that she's had i guess all her life but it's just really like at the forefront now i don't know
0: and i feel like my original takeaway was like oh wow like aging like they're really driving home like the girls are aging right yeah this was definitely a
1: big like uh yeah plot point just throughout, scattered throughout the series, just reminding us that these women are in their 50s, they're not in their 30s anymore. Mm-hmm. But I guess watching this, I, maybe I didn't really think about it, but like where did we think they were gonna take that? You know, like when you watch this episode for the first time, where, like, were you, where did you like imagine like Carrie's hip storyline going? And and certainly not where it went, definitely that.
0: And I have to say that's like, I'm grateful. I'm grateful it took me, down the dark path that it did because I right. thought it was just going to be sad and emotional and she was going to be, like, sad that she couldn't right, that fuck she, now, anymore right. with her
1: hip. Or that, like, now it's like, oh, now my husband died and now I'm having, like, medical issues. I don't know. I think I was just kind of along for the ride, like, not really thinking much of it. But, yeah, so Carrie's hip. And, oh, and this is when she, um, they're at brunch. And this is kind of an interesting setup because it's four of them, but obviously... Anthony is the new um, new new member, or I guess. Oh well, the new Samantha. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I wouldn't say the new Stanford. Just like yeah, the fourth member of the brunch, which he uh, makes a point that it's a big deal. And Miranda's like, we should celebrate. How about champagne? This calls
0: for champagne. Yes.
1: And uh, Charlotte is very concerned because I mean, kind of rightfully so because I guess we'll reference some things that happened in past episodes. Uh, Charlotte found all those empty Tito's bottles in her backpack so she's she's really worried that Miranda's hitting the bottle way too hard and that she has a drinking problem so yeah I guess champagne uh, she's like it's not even noon is that what she says Charlotte so. so yeah I guess cracking open a bottle of champagne just like probably on a weekday like who knows
0: at a brunch I just can't even imagine unless it was like a mimosa situation we'd be like sure whatever but like just to order a bottle yeah. of champagne at like Right, like what is it? Like a bottle of Dom at like <laughs> oh. wherever they are, like,
1: like paying four hundred dollars like pop bottles. Just like bottle brunch. service girls come out <laughs> right. with sparklers yeah. like your hand <laughs> congenital. <laughs> and <laughs> like Anthony's at brunch, bitches. Like <laughs> pour it up. But Oh my
0: god. Yeah. So... With one of those light up marquee oh signs. My god. <laughs> Ugh, I that's wish. the future liberals want.
1: I wish that that happened. Oh my god. So yeah, so Charlotte. Shut Charlotte. That Charlotte's down. kind of yeah, kind of shamelessly shaming Miranda yeah. for drinking too much, and um, that's pretty much. Oh, and then oh, another highlight from that brunch scene is, uh, of course, all Carrie cares about is getting back in those heels. That's what the real struggle is with this back issue or hip issue is that heels are hurting her like they weren't before. So all she cares about is getting back in heels. And Anthony's like, do you even own a pair of flats? And she's like, yes, I bought a pair of Toms in 2007. Which doesn't seem that funny saying it out loud, (laughs) but I remember watching it thinking it was kind of funny. Like, we kind of cherish the funny moments that happen in and just like that because they're far more sparse than they were in the original series and the films. Yeah. And, um... Oh, you can take it away to the next scene, Connor. What's the next one?
0: Charlotte's Zoom call. Oh my god, Charlotte's Zoom call. Okay, so that my take... I'm re-watching this. I mean, just back to laying it on thick. Like, Mm -hmm. Charlotte's on the Zoom call and... The mommy Zoom call. The mommy Zoom call, because that's a thing that happens, I'm sure. And this is when we find out, like, the gender identity of her youngest child is changing from Rose to Rock. And I just appreciate that as a storyline for sure but again just laying it on so thick like one of the moms i think her name was like catherine or something but um, wait, how did you know her name because it, it it's, it? it's on the zoom oh call God. but they're talking about how great rock did in the show like mm-hmm. some play and i wrote it down she was just like yes rock yes and like doing this whole like snap performance and i was yeah. just like imagine like reading for that part, like, I don't know, it's just... No, I'm actually so glad you pointed that out, uh, because that
1: actual line, and her little snap dance specifically, something about that really highlights kind of the, like, the change from Sex and the City to this, like the negative change in terms of like performances and like the tone of the show, like that moment felt very like ABC family to me. You know, like I really hated it. It's like kind of cringe and like, it's just showcasing how I feel like there was really none of those episodes or none of those parts in the original series where you're like, ooh, that was bad acting or like, ooh, I hate yes. that side ca- character where it happens quite often in a just like that. And I think this that is a prime example. Yeah, but it just made weird, me think of, yeah. Yeah, the weird mommy, like, yeah, you're so right. She's like,
0: like snapping, like her arms are flailing <laughs> about in her Zoom box, like in her little <laughs> box on the screen. Catherine. She, I mean, Catherine was giving it. She's like, mm-hmm. this is my one fucking moment on HBO Max. Like, I the arm choreography is, <laughs> I'm not gonna be sparse. Yeah, the
1: casting process for bit parts like that it's got to be kind of debasing, you know. It's like going in, like going through and then like that's all you do. Like uh, I know, I wonder how much she got paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. But I'll then guess. so
0: yeah, so then it, it's Rose becomes Rock. Rose
1: becomes Rock. Yes. And Charlotte is all befuddled because she doesn't know who the fuck Rock is. She thought that like she was mistaken and maybe they're talking about a child she's never met, but no, it's her own child. It's her own
0: child. And I have to say something. I am fully supporting it, but I hate the name Rock. Like I can't decide if that's just like lazy writing, and they're just yeah. like, oh, this goes from like we can just change two letters. Uh-huh. It made me. Th- I was like, oh, Rock Hudson, but then I'm like, oh, oh. Like, that's a gay icon. What that's would this true. like Gen Z? Oh, she's
1: definitely not referencing Rock Hudson. No, no and I just not. I can't
0: imagine someone that age being like, my name is Rock. Maybe
1: she's referencing The Rock, like Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne the Rock.
0: I guess I don't. I was just like, it just. I don't know. That feels an, weird to me. I, that element, I, uh, I
1: agree. But it's also kind of like that could segue into just the full discussion of like how trans or non-binary people select their, you know, their new name versus their dead name. I guess a lot of people, I think what's interesting to me is how a lot of people choose to like do something quite similar to their birth name as opposed to going right, in just right. a fully new direction. Because why not just create a completely new name? But whatever, so Rose is now Rock, and uh, oh yeah, that's when, uh, so Charlotte is just LTW, informs her on the name change. Charlotte's all confused and storms into the living room uh, to talk to everyone, specifically Rock, about this name change. And Rock informs her that she actually told everyone about the name change just via TikTok. Via TikTok. Which I guess is, like, it's annoying, but, like, I feel like that is what kids would do. Like, I feel like for our generation, the equivalent would have been, like, making a Facebook status about something. Changing you know? your name on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Changing your name on Facebook, even though people weren't really doing that when we were in high school. But, yeah, I guess that would be the equivalent. And I think this is another moment, like I was saying on earlier, of just, like, the, like, cringy bad acting. Like... Lily and Rock like singing the TikTok song. Like, I really hated watching that. I hated too. it. Yeah. And then
0: it's like R O C K. Oh, what? even just that. Uh, yeah. Just like, oh, I don't want to hear that. No, anymore. I just wish they were like, I'm going to change my name to like Chad or something. Just <laughs> yes. like an actual human name. You know, it's like when people right. point out that like, if you name your pets like human names versus like Skip, like you're naming your yeah, pet like, it's like the reverse of Henry. That. It's like the reverse of that. I right. feel like rock is like kind of dehumanizing. I'm like, right. it's just, okay. But but here we are. And what, just like that. And
1: just like that, Rose is now rock. Rose is now rock. Oh, and this is another fun cutaway that you can take next. Okay.
0: Oh my God. Cut Hicking to Miranda. Miranda. I mean, everything that's happening to Miranda, I was rewatching it this morning. And I was, like, half awake. I was drinking coffee and just kind of rewatching watching it. Um, and I'm, like, I can't decide if Miranda's, like, being liberated or if she's just, like, at the darkest place in her life. Because I think it's, like, a weird combination of both. Everything that's happening to Miranda is just so insufferable and cringy. So she's opening <laughs> an Amazon box because it's, you know... Modern life right. in New York City. Reminding us of yet another
1: doing. technological update. Small business
0: is dead. She's uh-huh. no longer going down to Saint Mark's place for anything. Uh-huh. Everyone's ordering Amazon Prime. So her son that lives with her in high school, he's a high schooler. I don't know. That's another
1: weird thing. Like we don't really have to get into the details. It's very it un- uncomfortable. it's a little unclear of
0: how old
1: Brady is because He's fucking his girlfriend in like every room of the house, it seems. Yet at one point she says he's a minor. But then I think if you really went chronologically based on the show, he should be like 19. But they're making it seem like he's like 17. I don't know. Anyways, we're unsure of Brady's age.
0: But anyway, Brady's ordering strawberry flavored lube. So, I mean, they're one of those families that must share an Amazon account and he has no shame. He has no
1: shame. Okay, have you ever used flavored lube? No. No. And I was thinking about it because that's kind of, well, like, really it's, it's kind of, it. exactly, I was going to say it's, like, counterproductive because l- the whole purpose of lube is to replace saliva, no? So it's like, right. why would
0: you be licking the lube? I mean, I guess, in my time. <laughs> in my time. I mean, you I've do. never even
1: thought to want that, you know? If anything, I don't want, I don't want to taste the lube at all. I don't care if it's flavored or not. You know? Yeah, like sometimes
0: it happens, but it's not... Yeah,
1: it happens, but not intentionally. Like no one's lapping up
0: lube. Right, like Ugh. I feel like it's just a little... Yeah, like I, I don't that, know It's what... odd that
1: that's like a... Market. Yeah, that that's a common um, practice for, you know, sexual lubricants to have. I mean, I understand why they would be scented, I suppose, because lube kind of smells gross. Yeah, it I can. I feel like. It can, Anyway, that was a little digression. Maybe we're doing lube. it wrong. But, um, oh, you, you forgot the, the big takeaway from the Amazon box, aside from the lube.
0: Big takeaway is that she opens the box. So there's lube. Again, this is a family that shares an Amazon account. So all willy-nilly and non nondiscreet packaging, there's strawberry-flavored lube and a book that's like How to Quit Like a Woman. How to Quit Like a Woman. Which was a... I feel like big critically acclaimed book like Chrissy Teigen posted. I was going to say uh-huh. it was basically. But whatever, I guess it's a, a big good read. deal at the moment. So of course it winds up in the show because because well, I heard a cultural. It, a
1: good takeaway from it is that like it points out how alcohol is so strongly associated with celebration in America, which mm-hmm. maybe it shouldn't be. But yeah, so Miranda is like very um, upset, She's pissed. yes, upset by this book, and is convinced that Charlotte sent it to her, whereas like. In reality, thinking back on this, like, I suppose you could easily do that. You just She knows Miranda's address. She could just send it to her. Yeah, I've sent people stuff. But it is, like, a bit of an overstep to just immediately assume that, like, oh, my... Bitchy friend sent me this book because she like didn't let me have champagne at brunch. Like that's immediately where Miranda's mind goes. That's where
0: her like brain chemistry is right. at at this point. And so
1: she's obviously heated about it still because then we're at uh the doctor's office, <laughs> another unrealistic timeline. Uh, Carrie's already getting her surgery. It feels like a week after the appointment. This is literally an Amazon Prime two business days. She had had the appointment one day and the surgery two days later. So they're going to get her surgery. And Miranda's informing Carrie about this. She's like, can you believe it? Charlie got me this book that's how to quit like a woman. And then she actually makes a pretty funny joke. She's like, how to take the stick out of your ass like a woman. That's the <laughs> book she needs. And But you can tell that Carrie's like a little bit on the fence. She's like, ooh, like maybe you do need to quit like a woman, yeah. Miranda. Because she's like not fully on board with on the hating Charlotte train for this. Um, oh, another funny line is uh, Miranda's like, she Amazoned me. And Carrie's like, did you just make that up? And she's like, yeah, I think so. Another line that was funny in the series, but saying it out loud, maybe it's not, it's not that great <laughs> of a joke. It didn't take off. It's not that great of a joke, but we we latch on to what we can, and, and then just Really, like that. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, okay, and so, uh, yeah, so then she has her surgery. They kind of just cut away from there and she's recovering now and I love that it's so fucking Carrie she's wearing pearls in her hospital bed post surgery like could you think of a more uncomfortable thing like why why Carrie because she also wore pearls in the film on New Year's Eve when she's like sleeping in like a fur coat or something
0: she's just that girl she
1: really is just that girl and uh, so uh, Carrie's recovering she wakes up and she's in dire need to pee and, foreshadowing uh, yes
0: she, and miranda he's just pissing
1: of, this whole episode p-
0: the theme is piss mm-hmm. everyone's pissed or pissing mm-hmm. um charlotte's like going out of her way to be like the good friend miranda like kind of makes an effort but then is like super weak about it like she's just like what like like it, she, it's the equivalent of like reaching for your wallet with no she, intention she, to right pay. Yes. She's like oh i'll help you but like Doesn't
1: right, like she's like, Oh, let me grab my wallet and doesn't even attempt to get to go towards the purse. Meanwhile,
0: Carrie hops on Charlotte's back. No, I'm just kidding, but like, kind of might as well. Like, she's she's helping. (laughs) Um, and then this is sort of, I feel like, the beginning of so they Charlotte and Carrie go to the bathroom. Carrie's phone rings, Miranda answers, It's Che Diaz. Mm -hmm. She answers, It's Rambo. Oh my god. (laughs) I hate the Rambo thing. Oh, it's so
1: bad. It's so bad. But that's the beginning. I mean, but I feel like this is where you really get clued into, and oh my god, this scene that's on the screen right now that we'll get into, but I feel like this phone call at the hospital is really when we as an audience get clued into that Miranda's interested. You know, like we already kind of were tipped off to that in earlier episodes, but this is when we realize like, oh, like Miranda's fully into Che Che Diaz.
0: And, like, putting that desire over any attention towards Uh her friend who's just had surgery.
1: And I get that they obviously have to include Che because Che ends up being more of a primary character. But, like, why is Carrie's boss? Like, if you were to think about this in real life, like if your boss was just showing up to all these personal moments like I guess it's kind of nice but it's also it would feel kind of invasive like showing up to the funeral and now like showing up to like my first day of recovery at the hospital oh, after hip, hip surgery like absolutely. I don't know it just seems like a lot it's like Che and
0: it's like your boss take at it your easy. podcast so it's not like oh my boss that like Ray, my tax accounting firm. <laughs> like I don't know, whatever, like a real job. Something is. that you've had for years. Yeah, like my boss this is the bank. It feels but it's like it
1: feels relatively new, so it just seems a bit abrasive for Che to be popping up everywhere. Everywhere, as Che, as we'll see, Che does again. But um, okay. Oh yeah. So <laughs> so there. So then, in, while uh, while Charlotte is helping Carrie pee, and it was also funny because Carrie's kind of just like. I guess, super fucked up on all her painkillers or something, because she's like, am I peeing? I, maybe it was a false oh, alarm, yeah. but, like, she's fully, like, you hear the stream, like, she's peeing, and Charlotte has to tell her, like, no, Carrie, you're peeing. It's like, how fucked, how fucked up is Carrie? That not only can she not feel the pee, but she can't hear it either. <laughs> she can't even hear it. So, uh, yeah, Carrie's, I guess, just on all the quaaludes
0: or something. Yeah. And so Miranda ditches them yeah. to go hang out with Che. And so they're down eating. I mean, another just like bizarre. Like, all right, so is like, I'm just gonna show up to this hospital, not see the person I'm claiming to come to visit, but I'm gonna like sit in this commissary, this like cafeteria, (laughs) cafeteria. and like have like kind of like a heart-to-heart, a quasi heart-to-heart date with Rambo, (laughs) (laughs) this this woman that I call Rambo, right. Um, yeah, I mean, and, sure.
1: yeah, and Che reveals that their dead name is, well, I don't know. Cheryl. Does it qualify as a dead name if she's not trans? Or just her, her birth name is Cheryl. And talks about Che kind of being a narcissist. Like, instead of talking about Carrie and her recovery, like, brings it back to Che. Yeah. And is like, oh, I used to have gastro problems. And I don't know if they specify the disease or condition that she had, but she's, like, Cheryl was all backed up. She was holding things in, and it's, like,
0: ew. Like, so sexy. Like, and Miranda's, she, like, wow, I can't wait to Mar- fuck. Mar- yeah, Miranda <laughs> seems very <laughs>
1: enthralled by her constipation story. Oh, my God. And, but now, now that she's Che, and she's, or now that they're Che themselves, Che just lets it all out, unlike Cheryl, so I guess... Che has no problem shitting. And
0: Miranda just, like... To, I mean, everyone in the show is so self-absorbed. Like, no one... Right. Everyone's, like, listening, but then they're like, ugh. Like, right. Miranda's like, wow, like, your gastro problems remind me of me hating working at a law firm. Like, this is the right. same thing. Uh-huh. Life is too short. And, that, I mean, that's the full conversation they're having in this hospital com- cafeteria.
1: Yeah, that was the big takeaway. And then I feel like Miranda kind of gives, like, that uh, part in fatal attraction when they're (laughs) when they're when they're eating spaghetti and you just see that moment where Glenn like is fully like focused in on Michael Douglas like oh like that's when you know the real obsession has been triggered (laughs) I feel like after Che reveals her gastro story and Miranda reveals her you know like leaving work it's when you see this look in Miranda's eyes like oh she's all in yeah, all they're in like, all in Che Diaz oh my god as oh, she's about to be That's a <laughs> so um the vice versa uh so I mean so then Carrie's recovered enough where she goes home this is kind of a pointless scene but one of Anthony's like hot buns guys what's the name of his brand it doesn't matter his business one of his like hot
0: fellas with something yeah
1: so uh He's like, Prince Boner will take you upstairs and literally carries Carrie up to her brownstone. And I feel like these paparazzi photos were a
0: real moment. They were. That's what's so funny is, like, seeing <clears throat> the paparazzi photos. It was like, oh, wow, this is, what storyline could yes. this be?
1: These ones got me excited. Yeah. These ones got me excited. I was like, okay, this 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 looks fun. Like, I can be on board for this because, obviously, the hot guy. Oh, who, by the way, damn, I should pull up a... Uh, Hey, I follow him. Do you Thomas, know Thomas, okay. the boxer. Yes, Thomas? Yes, Thomas the yes, boxer. Okay, of course, yes. I Thomas yes. the boxer. I've followed him for years. I don't think he's an actor. Typically, is he? I think just I like mean, he's,
0: maybe he's aspiring to be. I don't know. Anyway, he's like a model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't really act in this either. He just no. He's a body. I don't think he has any dialogue at he's all. A but body. it doesn't
1: matter because we recognize him and he's so hot. And I love these like. Tailored rompers that anthony has had like fitted to all these men like Mm -hmm. The gayest outfits i've ever seen carries her up um Oh, oh, and this is when yeah, carrie's still all fucked up on her painkillers or Who knows if she's like mixing medications or something and she does a podcast episode and talks about the time when samantha had to take out her diaphragm in mm-hmm. I think it's beginning of season two, or maybe that's season one. I think it's no, I think it's beginning of season two of the series. And it still shocks me, and granted, I think when this episode aired, it was the nineties, but like who is wearing a diaphragm? You know? Have you ever heard of a girl wearing no. a diaphragm ever?
0: No, I mean, I mean I was granted even we're not about... we're not
1: sleeping with women, of course, but I don't think that... That's very much a thing of the past. Like, I feel like now, especially with Gen Z, if a girl did that, they would be so confused. Like, I don't think Gen Z has ever heard of a diaphragm.
0: I have no idea. I mean, I was almost compelled to Google it, and I was curious about the mechanics of it even getting stuck. Wait, do you not know what a diaphragm is? No, I I know, but, like, I was just kind of... (laughs) To (laughs) any listener who doesn't know what a diaphragm is, I guess we'll
1: talk about it. It's basically, like... An inverted condom. Right. No, it's an inverted that, condom that goes it's into a, a woman. Condom. It goes in, so it's like instead of a man wearing <laughs> a condom, the girl basically puts like a tent inside her <laughs> vagina, so that when the guy ejaculates, it will be caught essentially in caught the same in way, the in the same, same way it gets caught in a condom. And so yeah, I guess, but that is pretty terrifying. That got stuck in you. I'm like, what ugh.
0: fully happened? But I. I don't know I mean it was just a sexually progressive show at the time so I'm sure they are like we have to throw this in there right. for women uh-huh. but I mean Plan B was not around then was it? I don't think I, so I, maybe it wasn't you wouldn't be wearing <laughs> but obviously the pill you was you wouldn't be wearing a diaphragm if you were Plan B was on the table that's true very true um which I think is kind of what holds true today. Yeah,
1: so anyway, no one's wearing diaphragms anymore. Definitely not. Uh, but, but we get oh, a little text from Samantha. Yeah, or no, that's later. Oh, but that's so, later. Yeah, so um, Charlotte's a little concerned because she used Samantha's name, but... Carrie's just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, Samantha doesn't give a fuck, which she doesn't. And, like, honestly, this Why whole... would she? This whole scene is kind of pointless. I think it is just, like, a little bit of a setup for later for them to have the text exchange, which is just... I mean, it's just kind of sad that throughout all of the first season of Just Like That, because they wanted to include Samantha in some degree, and the only way that was possible was via these text exchanges, and they were always just so... Anticlimactic, and just like a reminder of that, this is the only way we can have Samantha in the show. Yeah, you know, like, uh, I mean, they could have done like some like AI generated vocals. Now they perhaps. could. Now they
0: absolutely could. I feel like maybe that's <laughs> Chat like
1: GPT. Maybe that's like IP for Kim Cattrall though. Like she could have sued them. Whatever. Yeah. Just like kind of disappointing, but um. Uh, where are we? What's next? All right. I think we're like up to the. Wait. Oh, no. Moment. Right before. OK. Right before. The, right before we get to the climax of the episode. Quite literally. Quite literally. Uh, Charlotte and Harry have like a. This point. This part's not exciting. But like have a little chat with her. Uh, with the kids teachers. With Rock's teachers. About Rock's name change. And it's just, these teachers are kind of condescending, honestly,
0: you know. Okay, I blacked out during this section. This is when. Even watching it this morning.
1: Yeah, this is pretty forgettable, but it's just something that happens in the episode. Uh, Charlotte and Harry go to the school to basically address Rock's name change. And the teachers are like, oh yeah, we know. You didn't know? And they're like, oh, no. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's they, them. And Harry's like all freaked out. And I mean, like, kind of rightfully so. And not even the fact that it's, like, Rock being non-binary, but just to be, like, totally blindsided by this and, like, the teachers are all well-informed and you're not. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of get that.
0: No, it made me feel, my like, takeaway from this episode, again, laying it on thick, I was just like, whoa, Mm. they're really throwing things at us. I mean, the whole, this whole series, the whole, and just like that series, I was like, this is what it must feel like to be a conservative person in America. Like, you just feel like every corner you look, it's like, whoa, pride flags, and whoa, everything's diverse and woke. I was like, the angle that they're going, I'm like, this is like a fun house of
1: Right, it's like a fun house, a a woke fun house. A woke fun house. I was just like, whoa.
0: And so it's, even this, yeah, this teacher angle, it's just like they're so blindsided, and it's like, yeah, they're let in as if. Well,
1: I think a reason that they did that, which I guess is valid, is that the original um, demographic for the Sex and the City viewers was Gen X, you know? Right. And that Gen X might not be as informed as millennials on... Uh, you know all of these things that they like blatantly have to like describe in detail it seems but yeah it's just it's just a lot and I feel like this scene is just a, a prime example of that driving
0: home that like yeah. they don't know their own child and mm-hmm. that everyone else does right and how are you so behind and I feel times. like it's kind of
1: the assumption that like other Gen X viewers maybe are doing doing the same thing or right. having the same experience whatever Moving on from that, we're delaying, we're delaying, (laughs) we're delaying the inevitable. We're delaying our pleasure, Or Miranda's pleasure. (laughs) So uh, now we're back at Carrie's apartment. It's just Miranda and Carrie. Carrie's taking a little snooze, a little like painkiller snooze. And guess who rings the doorbell? Oh Oh, oh wait, okay, let's drop the infamous audio here. Hey, it's Chase. Oh, hey, it's Che Diaz. Words that will haunt our entire generation forever. What? What do you you have a favorite? Hey, it's Che Diaz. Meme when like these all (laughs) took over the internet. What's yours? My favorite Hey Che Diaz meme has to be the one that's uh, cut into Drew Barrymore's scream scene. Yes, when she's like, "Who's there? Who's there?" And then she's like, I'm calling the police. Because that's what you should do if Che Diaz rings your doorbell. Call, call 911. Don't
0: even know the context of the meme fully. But I just picture Tony Collette's face in Hereditary. <laughs> yes, Just yes. like melting.
1: Yes, yeah, so where it's just like the cropped in, uh, the fa- uh, yeah, the close-up of her face. Just like, like sweaty and dark. And, and she's like screaming, but no screaming. sound is coming <laughs> yes. out. yes. Oh, oh, it's haunting. Hey, it's Che Diaz. It's haunting. And I'd say, I ha- I think part of my issue with Che, other than what I uh, stated in an earlier episode of Che just not being funny, is that I think that Che has, like, a weird, like, upbeat, positive, kind of perky attitude sometimes that doesn't really come across as, like, cool and edgy, you know? And I feel like the delivery of, hey, it's Che Diaz, like...
0: It's a little camp
1: counselor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little camp counselor. That's not sexy. I think that's what it is. Beyond not being edgy, it's not sexy. Like, if someone were to say that at the door, I
0: wouldn't be, like, getting horny for them to come upstairs. No. Okay. Which brings me to my next note that I noticed this morning. Miranda literally starts panting. Uh Like, she's just, like, at that (laughs) sound bite. She's like... (sighs) Like, yes. like I, I, I wrote Miranda gets hot and bothered. You're like, so right. Instantly like not just like sweating and flustered, she's like a cat in heat. <laughs> like uh-huh. she is like clawing at the walls and panting. <laughs> yeah. And she
1: goes into the bathroom to like check her hair. Um her wig, actually. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> to god. Check her wig. It's also a weird side note how Cynthia Nixon in some parts of the series is wearing a wig and other parts isn't. But yeah, Che Diaz shows up at the door with tequila and something else because she's like, oh, I need to get Carrie fucked up for the next podcast because, like, she's funnier when she's fucked up, which is, like, very...
0: Like, this is post-diaphragm. Toxic behavior. Post-diaphragm. But, like, also, Carrie's (laughs) so pilled out right now. That's, like, not Uh the approach. Oh, my
1: God. We're watching it without sound on the screen right now. So... As Carrie's snoozing,
0: it's like a full sleeping Disney Sleeping Beauty like shot of Carrie just like laid out with her hair and uh-huh. her blue shirt and her lovely Calvin Klein sheets. Cut and, to a joint is lit. Miranda oh and Che are doing shots like it's a full like us at fashion school in 2011. Right. Che is a
1: monster. I'm sorry to like. This is so disrespectful to walk into your employee's apartment while they're sleeping after surgery you start taking shots with their friend and you light up a joint inside yeah like that's that's insane okay and I mean,
0: unclear on what time of day it is but I right. feel like the theme that they're driving home is like Miranda's down for this at like 10 a.m like this yeah is like the sun is out the sun is out and like most New Yorkers are like, Hustling and bustling, and Miranda's like, let's get fucked up.
1: Right, she's down for shots, for sure. And then it's funny because Che also probably you can tell Che's tolerance is just like through the roof. Like oh, for sure, I don't I don't know what it would take to get <laughs> what it roof. would take to get Che Diaz fucked up. It would take like some hard like heroin. Oh my uh, god! But uh, Miranda requests that Che shotguns her again, and Miranda's like slurring, like she seems so wasted. And after that.
0: Oh, okay, God. so I want to make a note. Yeah, so, so this is
1: something that Connor noticed that I did not, and this is really something that's a bit concerning.
0: This is like a testament to me, just as a human being on this planet. I don't <laughs> even know, but like there, there's just this scene where they're handling the limes a lot. <laughs> like Che is handling these limes because they're doing these shots. Limes and salt, uh-huh. and then immediately goes to fingering Miranda. Yes, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's a lot of lime and salt on your hands." And of course, Miranda's like, "I moaning, screaming." The no- the, noises, the noises that yeah. come out of Miranda. I have to say, upon rewatch, haunting
1: the noises Miranda makes are so appalling and so aggressive. Actually, we need to drop the audio for, no. for those here too.
0: No trigger warning. <gasps> Oh my god, but so yeah, so yeah. that's happening, and I, like, my thought was, like, good Oof. thing you're not having spicy margaritas, like, if there was a jalapeno. In well, the yeah, ones. if
1: you think about that, there's, yeah, there's tequila, so alcohol, salt, and lime, that sounds like... A UTI has... There's... It's bound to have a UTI. That's why she's screaming. Maybe she's She's screaming because it's burning so badly. But
0: (laughs) But yeah, this... Harry's eyes open. Yeah. Just like she's like alarmed. I mean, as she should be. I
1: have to say like... I don't know. Yeah, so this... The like sex scene essentially happens. Miranda is moaning like I've never heard anything ever. I mean... I've certainly never had an experience like this. I'd I'd say it's a bit unrealistic. Like, people say they they complain about films being too unrealistic or porn being unrealistic in terms of, like, when people orgasm. I'd say this might be the most unrealistic of all because I don't think anyone should be making a noise like that. Or I don't think anyone is. Because
0: there's, like, sexy, and then there's, like, Something's wrong. Yeah. Like, that, you know. Like, medically wrong. Medically wrong. And I would, like, if someone I was with was making that noise, <clears> I'd be like, I'm sorry. Like, right. I, I'm, I'm doing this wrong. I like, feel like, I'm a, hurting you. I
1: feel like, if anything, that's probably closer to childbirth noises versus yes. getting fingered in the kitchen. Like but, a finger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. But okay. so <laughs>
0: Carrie wakes up, and then there's a strategically placed mirror, and so she's witnessing this. And she has <laughs> to pee. She's woken up because she has to pee. <laughs> She stays silent during all this, which made me think, like, I was imagining me and you in this situation. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, Who's you? Like, who? Well, both. Like, I'm imagining if you were Carrie and, like, I was having sex with your boss. <laughs> I mean, in my kitchen. And, like, I'm like, who would I be compelled to have sex with enough to just be like, fuck it, I'm doing this right here, right now. Or if I was Carrie, like, would I, would I just keep watching or would I, I would, like, honestly learn to like wolf whistle i'd be like hey like what the fuck like i would not i don't think i would silently that 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 is
1: that is a good point i think that i would probably like knock over a lamp or a glass or something and just like some startling crash so that they would abruptly stop what they were doing because i don't think i would be bold enough to be like hey i see you like that's a little too invasive but like breaking but something. sometimes you have to. I know, but, like, I feel like breaking something would have the same effect. You know, like, they would stop. Yeah. And then it, I would get their attention. So, yeah, it is a little surprising that Carrie just kind of, like, silently, like,
0: watches. Well,
1: I guess she was too preoccupied with having to pee, so she grabs a nearby plastic Snapple bottle. Carrie, for some reason, just loves Snapple, which at first I mean, seemed like positive product placement <laughs> I for was Snapple. About to say. But now I wonder if Snapple's pretty suing. upset yeah. I will
0: never look at Snapple the same suing way suing HBO not that for... I'm looking at Snapple ever because it's 2023 and I don't see it out in the wild very often mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it yeah, will always be I, I,
1: this is my my association forever with Carrie pissing in a Snapple bottle oy vey and I just noticed we are watching she actually does pee mainly in the Snapple bottle. Like, she manages to aim pretty accurately, but then as she's getting back up on the bed, she spills.
0: She just fully, like, willy-nilly. She She does so good. And then I'm like, I don't know. You've had nothing to do with your arms. Like, the mechanics of your arms should be better in this situation. She just Mm -hmm. fully, like, dumps the bottle sideways all over her sheets. Yeah,
1: so there's urine all over those beautiful Calvin Klein (laughs) sheets. Soaked. Yeah, they're soaked, and... uh, I guess Che just kind of slips out somewhere during all of this, like. Yeah,
0: literally. I mean, what a. Yeah, what a charmer. Just yeah. like I'm here to like. Smoke this joint. They came. Do a they shots, yeah. They came. They saw. They. Conquered. I'm really.
1: I'm really appalled, and I don't know how I didn't realize before. Yeah, the lighting, the joint, just seems so aggressive. Like you could easily be setting off a fire alarm or something. Like a lot of apartments, I would think, especially New York apartments. I've never lived in New York, so. I don't know. This is
0: another reveal. So her apartment... So it's... her. Other people live in this brownstone. It smells. And there's no uh, updated fire code (laughs) in this building.
1: There's no, yeah, precautionary uh, fire alarms. But, um... uh, So, yeah, yeah, and then... She just leaves. You're right. Yeah, she just kind of slips out. And then the confrontation occurs. And it's especially cringe because Miranda's obviously mortified. And... But, like, uh, it's
0: cringe because she's so euphoric right now like she's totally just like oh my god i didn't realize her like
1: pants are down around her ankles miranda's pants are down she like didn't pull them up after getting finger banged i guess no
0: and then she's gonna go pee and carrie's like laying there in her own piss furious <laughs> like
1: and then i'd say this is actually like a pretty compelling scene but it's also kind of confusing because Carrie is, like, so, I would say Carrie's pretty aggressively, like, mean to Miranda here. Like, I was a little taken back I... by how forward she is by being, like, what are you doing? Like, what was that? That's my boss. Like, she's really not afraid of, like, making Miranda feel like a piece of shit here, you know? Which
0: part of me, my, I almost was just, like, rightfully so. But then I'm also, like, you could have spoken up instead of watching that happen and then, like, unleashing your yeah. two cents.
1: It's almost like she was, like, wanting to, like, let her anger out. Looking for a
0: reason to be mad at Miranda. Looking for a scapegoat to unleash her beast. But, uh... I mean, I get it. Sometimes you're like, let's see how far Miranda's gonna fucking take this. And you're like, wow, (laughs) she's totally having sex with my boss in front of me while I'm hissing myself. Yeah,
1: and instead of firing back, Miranda's just kind of, like, whimpering like a dog. Like a dog with its
0: tail between its legs and she instantly starts crying (laughs) and she just goes to like I hate my life I hate my life which I kind of feel bad but I'm like oh you're in a bad place yeah
1: I'd say that was the confusing element of this conversation that I think a lot of viewers had the same thought because it's like wait whoa what she's like? I've never been happy ever. Yeah. and it's like I'm sorry. What? So like all the times, like when you met Steve, like her and Steve broke up, they got back together. Like they almost broke up in the first film. They came back together on the Brooklyn Bridge, and then they had that like he dynamite has, sex. He has the
0: best ass. Yeah, he out does. Of, any ad, of the men he, in the first series, probably just
1: the best overall body. And like it's, cute. it's it's odd to me that they point out that Steve like isn't a good fuck in, and then just like that because he was the one like turning her out in different sex scenes in the series and the film so it's like we're just kind of blindsided by this news that like oh Miranda's never been happy and like never satisfied it's almost like alluding to that Miranda's
0: always been queer
1: I guess which I don't think it's true
0: like that could be cool but I just don't I feel like it's what it's so like hard to watch in this scene because you want to almost be like I want it to feel for Miranda and be like oh she's going through it but it feels kind of like a throwaway to like, the original yeah. series miranda and okay i guess i could have clarified this at the beginning mm-hmm. but i was always the like you're the miranda you're the miranda and i was like uh like why uh, the ginger like i felt so like oh like like you, like
1: you identify as a miranda
0: i like but like i didn't even want to but that's the one that like, people Yeah, would tell people, me. people told you you're miranda and i felt so insulted by that for so long cuz i'm like uh like i don't think that's insulting one. but but exactly the red headed one but then it's like no, no, she, had the she has the best job. She has the best lover. Like, she, ha- she's making the most money out of any of them. Like, she had all these great qualities that it was like, okay, actually, like, it's great to be a Miranda. And there was that whole we should all be Mirandas, you know, Instagram uh-huh. thing. And so I feel like... This is where it starts to kind of, like, insult that.
1: Yeah, it seems like this was, like, a harsh backpedal yeah. on everything that was established for Miranda. That she's
0: like, I've been miserable this whole time.
1: Right, and it's like, oh, kind of shat- Yeah, shattering our world's views of Miranda as viewers. So it's as like, a
0: Miranda, I was like, no.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't hold true to what we thought was the true Miranda, I suppose. So, yeah, I mean, then, like, so this was, I guess... I mean, definitely the highlight of the episode, this haunting sex scene, and then this um, conversation that happens afterwards between Miranda and Carrie. It's just pretty jarring. And then from there, we jump to... Oh, actually, from there, yes, is this text exchange with Samantha. And this also, it just feels like almost like inserting... It doesn't really blend into the storyline that much. Like, I even forgot that it happened because it's literally just Carrie sitting down, texting Samantha, and music from the film plays, which is, like, the only time it plays in all of Just like that, I feel, whenever she's talking to Samantha. They're
0: really trying to evoke the feeling of, like, the sassy... Right, the sassy... Saxophone of that is Kim Cattrall. Yes, the jazz. The jazz.
1: Because that was a big thing with Sex in the City. There was jazz music, so the fact that it's not, like, throughout the course of N Just Like That, it just feels very out of place here.
0: Yeah. Clearly, because
1: they're trying to evoke Samantha. But yeah, so she just has a little bullshit text exchange with Samantha, where Samantha, of course, isn't uh, upset or embarrassed that... Carrie talked about the diaphragm story on the podcast. Instead, she says it was one of our finest moments. Yes,
0: one of my finest hours. Oh, our finest hours. One of, just in that voice. So it oh, feels honey. it's like bittersweet because you're like, oh, okay, this is how this is what Samantha would be saying or responding in 2023.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I in the podcast I love. They made a good point in where Samantha says, I'm glad your vagina's getting airtime, Samantha would have said
0: pussy. Yeah, you're right. She would have Knowing said Knowing her. Pussy.
1: Oh, actually, okay, I totally forgot about this scene too. Cut to Miranda making a drink and listening to one of Che's podcasts. And I feel like I talked about this already, but this scene really highlights how Che is not funny and Cynthia Nixon <laughs> has to like fake laugh at this podcast. And it's just is like, cringe but the po- the point of this scene is that it is revealed that Miranda actually bought that book she thought Charlotte Amazon with her she was just blacked out I guess
0: and I mean how just a testament to how blacked out she's been if I if anything showed up at my doorstep from Amazon and I was like where'd this come from I would look in my own Amazon order history True. Right away. So it's the fact that it's days later. Carrie's had a full hip surgery in this <laughs> yes, time. Oh my god. Taken for. <laughs> Wait, Miranda. you're right. You're so right. And she's already on the mend. And Miranda's like, she's just now getting this just Amazon now realizing. notification. Yeah.
1: Well, and I mean, I guess again, it's just for like the storytelling purpose of the episode. But yeah, like how blacked out you have to be that you not only totally forgot about ordering that, but then when it arrives. You were so blacked out to the point where you're convinced someone else must have sent it to you. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever been that far gone. So she no. must have been pretty wasted.
0: Usually it's a pleasant surprise when I like <laughs> drunkenly order something and yeah. then it shows up. And then I'm you're like, like oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Wow. I ordered this
1: when I was wasted at Cabo Cantina. Yeah, I was whatever. looking out for myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she was. But... She was, I guess, in a different way. So then that's when Miranda just cold turkey stops being an alcoholic <laughs> yeah. and just pours it out.
0: A into little... this, like, beautiful copper sink. But again, yeah. what? how good it is to be Miranda. Carrie's brownstone smells, and Miranda has a copper sink that she's never been happy about.
1: Right, and she's able to... <laughs> and just like that, <laughs> she's
0: able to quit drinking. Yeah. Uh,
1: and then, yeah, do you want to go with where we're at with the episode ending?
0: So then it ends, and I, like, was hopeful that this would turn into something else, but this is... Just the... I had that thought, too. The concept of time in this episode. So, yeah. So, Carrie gets, like, the Amazon Prime of surgeries. Her surgery happens so fast, and she's Mm -hmm. already in recovery. So, she's at her physical therapist's office, and it's a hot physical therapist. So, I was thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe maybe this will be something. Me, too. Yeah.
1: I was like, ooh. I was excited to, like, see him again. Yeah. But this is all we get of the hot physical therapist. She sees him. He's hot. There's, like, a little spark. And then at the end, the, oh the,
0: God, receptionist, the,
1: the receptionist woman is like, oh, no, your insurance actually doesn't cover him. We're going to put you with a different... Um-
0: Norman is his name. And this was another, like, just bit parts. There are no small roles, only small actors. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, her physical therapist is... Just like classically hot. Mm. And then it's, of course, like, and just also, I was thinking how this would unfold in the of a man. Well, yeah, it's just so literally right there, right in front of everyone, (laughs) the receptionist is just like, no, sorry, like, Mm -hmm. your insurance doesn't cover.
1: The hot guy. Nick Dreamy. Right. It,
0: you get Norman. And it, he just looks like, like, Jeff
1: Daniels and Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> just like, dude. No, but, no, Jeff Daniels, like, minus eight inches plus
0: 50 pounds. Plus 50 pounds. Like, and, like, Carrie just makes a face. She's like, uh Yeah, she's like, ooh, no thank you. Ooh, no thanks. I'll pay. I'll pay money to not... How which is like
1: guy. which is such a jump. Like could you think of that? Oh my god. <laughs> this man we're looking, we're look at, at, look at, we're looking at him right now. She is. She's, like, She's so upset. I'd rather pay. Yeah, she'd rather pay. And like think of what a jump that is. Like that probably went from being like a copay, like a seventy dollar copay per visit to like a $1,200 purposes. <laughs>
0: okay. per visit. Anything not to be touched right. by Norman. And then right. the receptionist, like, gives a knowing look, like, I get it. Like, right. this happens all the time. She's like, got you, girl. Got you, you.
1: you want that hottie touching you. Got you, like, girl. it's happened before, but, uh, and then...
0: And then, just like that, three months have passed, and she's putting on a heel.
1: Yeah, which I think is... I really like first of all I don't really love how they only have carry voiceovers on the ending note but I'd say this ending voice note was one of the weaker ones of the whole series because it's kind of awkward. I wish it was just and just like that I was back in heels. The fact they ha- they have to include 3 months later I was back in heels cuz they just like had to make that, you know, detail of like letting us know that they were projecting 3 months forward. It just felt very forced, you know, like that's not clever
0: writing. Well, and for no other purpose other than I guess legitimizing a recovery time. Right. But up until this point, it wasn't the, being the concept of time was not legit in any way. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of like all right. And then look at look at what happened in the lives of these women, especially Miranda, over the course of this week. And then you're telling me three months have passed and there's nothing, you know, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting yeah In- uh. interesting choices so um,
1: there you have it that and was just like that ch- and just like that tragically hip definitely the standout episode of the first season just for the shock value aspect
0: I mean I mean uh, I have to say like I was so horrified watching it I could not believe it and then I think about it all the time oh wait so oh wait! Oh,
1: now we have to now that we've recapped it all Here's a reading of me and Connor's original text exchange. I remember this vividly, actually. I was sitting at my desk at work, and you just started texting me this because you were working from home and watching the episode, and just read, read, it, read off the text. Okay. Well, here.
0: <laughs> okay. So you, you, so this you is texted me. me first. So me. Just at 10.09 a.m. Oh, wait, here,
1: we'll read it. I'll read myself, okay. and you read yourself.
0: Che finger bangs Miranda while Carrie is literally stuck in bed, forced to watch because of her hip surgery. Excuse me? Did you
1: just make that up? I pray. That's a joke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) OMG. And Miranda's muffled screaming orgasm into Che's hand as Carrie has Mm -hmm. to piss in a plastic bottle at her bedside and then spills the piss bottle on her bed.
1: The fact that, and I just said, Connor, shut up. But the fact that you didn't exaggerate anything. At all.
0: No. At all. So you, Connor, shut up. And I just go, brat.
1: And he I, and I said, this isn't what happens. Brat. And I <laughs> go, like a, no, no, you're fucking with me. And, and then you watch. As we all know, he wasn't. Yeah. And then so this later, like, I just responded to him in all caps, Connor. And
0: go, is it less bad or worse than I described? And I, still in
1: all caps, I said worse. So much worse.
0: <laughs> and then I said, I almost want to watch it again to laugh. But Miranda's noises. Yeah,
1: Miranda's noises were so haunting. And you weren't exaggerating. I wasn't like, exaggerating. You rewatch, like... Those guttural animal noises, like, whoa, she did not hold back. No. And I said, oh, my God, and Carrie is livid. This is a fucking nightmare. And honestly, even though it was a nightmare, like, a part of me respects it and appreciates it now because I'd rather have shock value than boring. Yeah.
0: So It made me who I am today. I
1: think that's, yes. (laughs) It's really shaped our lives. It's a core memory and something I'll never forget.
0: I'll never forget.
1: I wonder if there will be an equivalent of this in season two,
0: that's my hope.
1: I we hope can they hope can just they can match this shock value level. An interesting theory I heard for a potential storyline would be if Charlotte and Harry were swingers. Okay. Oh, look, like, I forgot like, like, we see like, like, like full. Dick oh, right. I mean,
0: a lot in the first. That season. was shocking, but a lot of dick in the first. I I'd,
1: I'd, I'd definitely argue this was
0: more shocking. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Charlotte being a swinger seems so unlikely. Yeah,
1: I mean, it does.
0: But but you know. again, they what have we learned is that they love to take what we knew. Yeah, they're pretty
1: subversive. Yeah. they take what we know and they just throw and it in garbage. It. <laughs> they throw it in the garbage disposal. Throw it off the cliff. <laughs> yes. Um, oh yeah, well, well, it's been so lovely, Connor. Thank you for joining me to recap this. This iconic episode, and looking forward to watching and just like that season two. I'll definitely be uh, discussing that when uh, when the time comes. So until then, thanks for listening. Bye, Bye bitches. Mm-hmm.